Take your Bible, please, and turn to Psalm chapter 27. Psalm chapter 27, find verse number four. Stand with me real quick out of reverence of the word of God. I'm going to read to you, starting with Psalm 27, verse number four. It says, one thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. For in the time of trouble he shall hide me in his pavilion, in the secret of his tabernacle shall he hide me, he shall set me up upon a rock. And now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies round about me, therefore will I offer in his tabernacle sacrifices of joy, I will sing, yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. Hear, O Lord, when I cry, when my voice uh, with my voice and have mercy also upon me and answer me. The psalmist was in a time of trouble. In three or four verses, he mentions what God can do for someone that's facing a time of trouble. Father, bless us now. Holy Spirit of God, this is a unique gathering. Some that have been in church for years and years and years they know how to handle themselves and behave. Others, it's new to them. Dear Holy Spirit of God, help those who are new to this setting to be very quiet, respectful. I pray, God, that the interruptions would be minimal. May our attention be maximized. Somebody here today, Lord, is desperate for a touch from heaven. They face troubles and they came to the house of God to get help may they be helped and may none of us hinder them from giving their undivided attention to that help and we pray in Jesus name amen have a seat there this psalm is a psalm of David let me tell you this is when he was a king and the history is he had a son by the name of Absalom Absalom, his son, had disloyally turned on David. There had been a battle. David's army had won that battle. He, retra he retained his crown, and David was very, very happy. But his son that had turned on him, that was a part of that battle, his son Absalom died in battle. So David was happy that he had retained his kingdom, but he was sad because his son had died. In this psalm, verse 1 through 6, he talks about how jubilant and how happy he was to still be king. In verse 7 through 14, he was, he was mourning and he was sorrowful. In verse number 4, David made this statement. He, he, he says this, David said, One thing have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. David said, I am facing a heartache and I want to stay in church and I don't want... Uh, this heartache of mine to pull me away from God. But what David begins to teach is he is teaching us what God can do for us in a time of trouble. The Bible says in First Chronicles twenty two fourteen it says, Now behold, in my trouble I have prepared for the house of the Lord. Job said in Job three twenty six, he says, Yet trouble came. Nehemiah said in Nehemiah nine thirty two, he said, My trouble was not little. Isaiah said in Isaiah seventeen fourteen, at eventide trouble came. The weeping prophet Jeremiah said this in chapter 8 verse 15, he said, and behold, trouble came. 
Paul said in 2 Corinthians 1, 4, we will, we will need comfort due to our troubles. 2 Corinthians 4, 8, it said they were troubled on every side. Folks, you can spare yourself some of life's troubles by living right, but you can't spare yourself of all of them. Trouble is one of the ways that God molds us. Trouble can be used by God in our lives. I would recommend David's ultimate goal was to not let trouble get him away from God and get him out of church. He said, I want to stay in the house of the Lord until I die. But David then starts talking about the trouble that came upon him. I think we can learn something from David today. If there's one thing that I've learned after these many, many years, I started preaching when I was a 16-year-old boy. I am 59 years of age as I stand before you today. People walk into church. They have smiles on their faces. They sing and they have joy, but in their hearts so many times there are troubles. Don't let a smile make you think that that person might not have troubles. Everybody handles it just a little differently. And you may not have a trouble today, but young people, let me tell you something. Trouble is on the horizon because it comes and goes. I don't want anybody to have trouble. But if right now you say, I don't have a trouble, I'm not trying to be a doom and gloom person, but probably you'll have a chance to have trouble, whether you like it or not, because trouble comes and trouble goes. I think, though, we have a Bible written by a God that knows about trouble, and David tells us about trouble and what God did in his life and what David needed to get him through this trouble and understand David is mourning the death of his son. And so, whatever your trouble... Let's see if God can help us with trouble. Let me say, first of all, there is a time of trouble. There is a time of trouble. He said in this psalm, Psalm 27, 5, he said, for in the time of trouble, we all go through troubled times. I think it's one of the cycles of life. Life has seasons. Sometimes it's going very, very well. It's like money. There's a kind of a poverty, riches, poverty cycle you go through one minute, you got plenty, and the next minute you're saying, how are we going to pay these bills? And it kind of comes and goes, and the same thing is true with troubles. Life has its cycles, and troubles are a part of it. Matter of fact, the Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3.1, to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. You know, the Bible says there's a time to die. The Bible says in Ecclesiastes 3.3, 3, there's a time when things will break down. It says there's a time when we will weep or mourn. There's a time when there won't be someone to embrace us. There'll be a time when we'll lose. There'll be a time of war. But in Psalm 27, David mentions some things, and he mentions these things about his trouble. Listen to what he said. In verse number 7, he said, Hear, O Lord, when I cry. I hate it, but somebody here this week, maybe in public, but maybe in private, you, you wept. Your heart was broken. Somebody here this week cried yourself to sleep. David, David said, he said, God, I'm, I've been crying. Help me. In verse number 9, David said this to God. He said, hide not thy face from me. He said, God, don't leave me. He said, don't forsake me. He said, God, please I need somebody, and you're the one I'm turning to, and maybe maybe he had been forsaken by others, and David said, God, whatever you do, don't leave me now. In verse number 10, he said, when my father and mother forsake me. Do you know what I think David was telling us? He said, every once in a while, sometimes our families don't understand us, or they're not around, or I don't know about you all, uh, I love my daddy very much. He stands in his pulpit today in the state of Kentucky. 
but I don't take my burdens to my dad. I need to stand on my own two feet. My dad's got enough to care for. And I'm not telling you to do that. But there's sometimes you don't tell people because you just feel like you don't want to burden them down. And David here, he said, Lord, I'm weeping. He said, don't, don't, don't leave me, God. He said, sometimes I can't talk, talk to mom or dad about this particular thing. Or maybe my family doesn't understand me. Or maybe, maybe it's my family that hurt me. Maybe they're the ones that brought on the burden. And then he says in Psalm 27, 11, he mentions my enemies. Oh, my. Well, we've all got the enemy, the devil, but it's sad to say there are human enemies. I wouldn't wish it upon anybody. And every once in a while, there's some other human being out that's out to hurt us. But David mentions his enemies. And then in verse number 12, he says, false witnesses rise up against me. In other words, somebody lied about David and that hurt him. And he's in pain and he's troubled. His boy died and he's facing all of this. He's saying, I've got a trouble. In verse number 12, he mentions the word cruelty. I'm so disappointed in some aspects of people. People can be so cruel. We live in that world. David said in Psalm 27, verse 13, that the same passage of Scripture, he said, I had fainted. You say, does that mean that he physically passed out? I don't know. Maybe he did. Maybe he was under so much pressure he just passed out. I'm going to guess every adult in here that's been alive at any time at all... You know what it's like to pass out at night from the pressure and just say, I need to go to sleep. It's the only reprieve I'm going to have. It'll maybe black out things in my mind for a little while. But I don't know if he physically passed out or maybe he said, I'm, I'm spiritually, I fainted. Maybe he's just wore out emotionally. But I think David probably at this point in his life, he said, I'm not real sure I can take any more. My pressure gauge is on high and I feel like this thing's just going to explode. And sometimes we think that we look in the Bible, somehow we think these are supernatural human beings like David. David David was a man just like me and you. His boy died and he's got these enemies and he can't figure out where to turn. He's weeping. He may have passed out, but at least he emotionally fainted, if you will. And David makes some statements and he says, God, this is what I need. Now here's the answer. He said in Psalm 27, 5, he said, hide me in your pavilion. David said, I need God. I need a little hiding place. You ever feel like you need a little hiding place for a moment? You ever feel like you just wish the world would go on by and leave you alone for a moment? You wish you could find a little, uh, a little haven where you could hide. Let me tell you, those are hard to find physically, but they're not hard to find when it comes to our Lord. He said, I'll be your pavilion. The Bible says in Psalm 91.1, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Isaiah chapter 4, verse number 6, it says, And there shall be a tabernacle for a shadow in the daytime from the heat and for a place of refuge and a covert from the storm and the rain. Folks, when you and I face the storms and the heartaches and the terrible things in life, God said, I'll be your pavilion you come get under me and I'll shadow. Hey, I'll, I'll shade you when it's getting hot out there in life. I'll watch out for you. I'll be a shelter in your time of storm. But listen to me, folks. When the hardship comes and the troubles of life come, don't hide from God. Hide with him. Amen. When trouble comes, don't leave church. Get in church where God is. So many times I watch people that begin to go uh, through trouble and they retract from God. You're going the wrong direction. 
hide with him, not from him. I think David was saying, I need, to, I need a place where I can hide from the hypocrites, the people that say that they love me, but I'm not sure that they do. David may be saying, I need a place to hide where I got to hide. There are people that don't know the whole story and they have passed judgment on me as if I'm guilty of something, but they really don't know what happened. And God knows, folks, we ought to be fair with people in life. First of all, not everything that you hear is true, but even if it was true, that doesn't necessarily mean it's your place to spread it around. Social media needs a revival. Goodness, what they do to one another, the way they treat one another. But David said, I need a place to hide. Maybe he said, I need to be hidden from uh, those who I love, but they're confused about me. Or maybe he said, I need to, I need to hide from the evil one. And so you all know the, the great attack in life is from the devil, whether you recognize it or not. Maybe he said, uh, I, I need a place to hide from even some of my own stupidities. Now, I think the devil's brought a lot of difficulty into my life. But I will admit, I have brought a little difficulty upon myself. But you know what? Even if you brought it on yourself, it still hurts. Once you wake up and say, goodness, what was I thinking? Why did I do that? I mean, sure, we shouldn't have done it, but God knows. Did you know if somebody's lying in a ditch and they, that somebody else hurt them, we should have compassion. But did you know if somebody's lying in a ditch and somehow the accident was their fault, they're still hurting there's a still an element of compassion that is necessary. And David said, God, I, I'm weeping. My heart's broken. I, I just, I need you and don't run from me. He said, I need a place to hide. God said, I'm, I'm good. I, I'll let you hide with me. Have you ever just needed someone you could trust? Let me tell you something. You may have a hard time finding a human being you can trust, but I will promise you something. You can pour your heart out to God. God will not gossip about you. God will not attack you. Pour your heart out to God. You can hide in him. And David, David's a mighty warrior. David's really not afraid of much. If you really know who David is, he's the giant slayer. This is the Goliath killer. This is the guy that fought the bear, the guy that fought the lion. This is a tough guy. And David come to a point one day, he said, my heart's broken. I'm weeping. I don't know where to turn. God, could you just hide me for a minute? God, please. I can't bear what's on me. Adults, you know what I mean. Every once in a while. Then what did he say? David said this in Psalm 27.5. He said, Lord, stabilize me. Stabilize me. He said, he shall set me upon a rock. Oh, that rock, that's stability. We have a firm foundation. My God is a rock. That's who our God is. David said, my life has been knocked out of balance by this trouble. God, steady me. Steady me. Psalm 27, 14, he said this, He shall strengthen thine heart. David said, I need to hide. And then God, I, I need you to stabilize me. God, stabilize me emotionally. I'm a little out of sorts. I'm, kind of, I'm a little, I'm embarrassing myself a little bit. I, I, God, could you just hide me for a moment and stabilize me? God, stabilize me physically. And God, stabilize me spiritually. And God, stabilize me financially. God, my burden has thrown my timing off. And I, my engine's backfiring spiritually. And I need you to hide me, stabilize me. Because I, I want to survive this. 
Can I tell you something, folks? When you go through hardship, let God stabilize you. Don't let the devil start rocking your life totally out of rhythm. Regain your spiritual balance. Regain your spiritual footing. When trouble comes, get to God. Hide in him, not from him. Say, God, please stabilize me. Put my feet on the rock. Strengthen me emotionally, physically, spiritually, financially. Anchor me. You know what he said next? David said again in that same passage, he said, lift me. Lift me. He says, and now shall mine head be lifted up above mine enemies. My head shall be lifted up. You know what? I don't think he was just talking about his physical head. I wonder if he was saying what's in my head. Maybe he was saying, oh, God, please, I need you to lift me a little bit out of the, the doldrums, the, the depression. Because I've got some of that that came along with this. Lift my head up. Help me to get my, help me to get my head up, my thinking up. We all know what it's like when our thinking is down. We begin to think the sky is falling. There's no tomorrow. This is so bad. It's all over. My dreams. It's all over. God has a way of taking your spiritual head and lifting it up when you think it's all over. I'll guarantee you most every adult in here has faced something at one point where you were devastated. You didn't know you could face tomorrow, but you know what? You face tomorrow and your God's seen you through, but you needed that little lifting of the head. Maybe God was just telling him, I, I, I want to lift your head. Maybe it's, maybe he needed his head lifted because of shame. Maybe, maybe he had done something that he was ashamed of. Just so you all know, we all do some things that we're ashamed of. Thank God for his forgiveness. Thank God that he loves us. And, you know, I, I, I have a sermon that I preach, God is a second chance God and a third chance God and a fourth chance God and a fifth chance God. And I've known him for a long, long time, and I think he's about a millionth chance God because he keeps putting up with me. I do more to hurt me than anybody else in the world does to hurt me. I'm the one that lets me down the most. But thank God he'll lift up my head. And he'll say, Jeff, even though you made the mistake, lift up your head, keep going. Don't quit. I love the song, I'm pressing on the upward way, new heights I'm gaining every day, still praying as I'm onward bound. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. Lord, lift me up and let me stand by faith on heaven's table land, a higher plane that I have found. Lord, plant my feet on higher ground. David had been knocked down and he said, God, lift me up. That's one reason why you need church. You come to church, we'll do our best to lift you up. You stay in church. God has a way of lifting you up. He, you see, David's heart was broken. He said, the trouble has come upon me. God, I'm going to hide with you, not from you. And God, I want you to stabilize me. And God, lift me up because I've been knocked down. And I love it because then he says in Psalm 27, 6, he basically says, God, I want, I, I want to be encouraged. He says, well, I offer in the tabernacle sacrifices of joy. He will be encouraged and joyful in church. David said, I'll get down to the house of God where I can get me a, a dose of joy. I need some encouragement. I'll be encouraged in church. That's what he said, the tabernacle. 
He was in church during his trouble. He didn't run and hide. He didn't stay home. He didn't drop out. It uses, he uses the word sacrifice of joy. And let me tell you what that meant. David said, I'm going to keep sacrificing even during my time of trouble. You say, why is that? I'm going to tell you why that is. You and I, if we're not careful and we go through trouble, we'll become so self-centered. We'll, we'll draw into ourselves so much that we, we'll, we'll, throw, we'll, we'll throw unnecessary pity parties. We'll stay down longer than we need to stay. David said, I'm going to get down to the church and I'm going to give some sacrifices. He said, I'm going and I'm going to give. You, you might think I'm silly, but I'll tell you something that your psychologist won't. Sometimes people are down and they stay down because all they do is think about that they're down. You say, what could I do? Let me tell you what you do if you're having a bad day. Go make some chocolate chip cookies. Go down to the nursing home and find somebody that's that, that somebody in that nursing home that's not been visited for weeks and weeks and months. And take them the cookies and try to encourage them. But you say, Pastor, I, I, I'm having a tough time. I know. I'm telling you how to help yourself. Don't stare at your problem. And I hurt for you. The whole purpose of this sermon is to help you with your trouble. But if you're not careful, and all you do is focus on that trouble, it expands. And it seems to get bigger and it gets heavier. So what can you do? He said, I'm going to, David said, I'm going down to the tabernacle. I'm going to church. I'll get some encouragement there and I'll do what I can to help somebody. Hey, keep giving, keep working at it. Keep giving your life though you're having trouble. Keep giving yourself though you're having a trouble. Keep giving to the Lord though you're having a trouble. Don't, don't stop. Don't give up on God. Listen, did you know that hurt people need to give to other hurt people? Hurt people need to give to other hurt people. You say, I'm hurting. Find somebody that's hurting and help them. You say, you really think that'll help? I'm sure it will help. I'm positive it will help. It's a mistake to totally focus on ourselves. So David said, I'm going to go down to the church and get some encouragement. I know I'll get joy, but I'm going to go down and I'm going to give some sacrifices. He was hurting. His boy was dead. He was being attacked by enemies. He said, I'm going down to the church. I'll get some encouragement there. But while I'm there, I'll just give some encouragement. You'd be shocked how many people in this church who encourage you are the people that have the biggest burdens in this church. I see it all the time. I watch people that are hurting deeply. I watch people that are facing things that are monumental, smiling, and helping people that have lesser problems than they. That's part of the reasons why they survive it. So David said, trouble came on me. He said, God, it's here. Hide me. And God, I want to hide with you, not from you. He said, God, stabilize me. Emotionally, spiritually, God, help me to get it together. He said, I want you to lift me up. God, lift me up. Then he said, God, I'm going down to church. I'm going to get some encouragement. I'm going to give some encouragement. And though this might not seem like it fits, I'll guarantee it does. He said, Lord, help me to sing. 
help me to sing. You say, what? Uh, Psalm 27, 6, he said, I will sing. Yea, I will sing praises unto the Lord. David's boy's dead. He's devastated to the point that the mighty champion David, he said, I want to hide. I'm hurting. I'm embarrassed. It it has been so hard on me. And and David said, you know what? I, I, I know the answer. I'm going down to church and Lord, help me. I'm going to sing. Can I tell you something? If you'll sing the right kind of music, you can sing yourself out of depression. With the right kind of music. The wrong kind of music will depress you more. The right kind of music can bring you out of a depression. Can I tell you something? There are people in here, you had a heavy heart before you got to church this morning. But you know what happened? You walked in, you heard the choir sing that song, and your heart started to smile. You sang, Pastor Owens has a church or pastor owens has some chickens and then you laughed thank you joanne and then you heard that special about jesus and all of a sudden you said i feel i feel good i feel like god's god's talking to me god's helping me it was almost a healing bomb that came as a result of some music of some music David said, my heart is broken, I, I'm overwhelmed, I'm, I know I'm the powerhouse that killed Goliath, but I just want to go hide. I need some help. I need to be encouraged. He said, I'm, I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing. And look, David said, I'm not going to let my troubles steal my spirit. I'm not going to let my troubles steal my song. Now, it's the right kind of song. Uh, look, if you're going to say, well, I'll sing a song. You know this one, Brother Owens? Nobody knows what I've been through. Nobody knows. Nobody seems to care. Okay, Eeyore. You say, what song? I heard an old, old story, how a Savior came from glory. How about victory in Jesus? How about on Christ's solid rock I stand? All other ground is sinking sand. Let me tell you, the world's a mess and so's their music. It's no wonder they're depressed. Their music is depressing. My music's about life. My music's about victory. My music's about heaven. My music's about Jesus Christ. Did you know something? This world is not my home. I'm just a passing through. My treasures are laid up. Somewhere beyond the blue, the angels beckon me from heaven's open door. And I can't feel at home in this world anymore. Did you know the sun's coming up in the morning? I've got a mansion just over in glory land. When you're down, David said, I think I'll sing a song. My faith has found a resting place. On Christ the solid rock I stand. You say, but pastor, I don't know all those songs like you do. Then try this one. Jesus loves me. This I know. 
for the Bible. Tells me so. Little ones, to him belong. They are weak, but he is strong. I like that one, Joanne. Joanne's special needs. And God bless you, Joanne. When we all get to heaven, what a day of rejoicing that will be. That's right. She knows. Do you? Do you? David said, the battle's over and I won the battle, but my heart is broken. Can you imagine the turmoil of that? I just won and I just lost all in one day. See what meds they prescribe to fix that one. Wow! And God gets involved. And David comes out the other end singing, When we all get to heaven... What a day of rejoicing that will be when we all see Jesus will sing and shout the victory. Yeah. If you have trouble today, the scripture shows us the way out. I don't want you to have trouble. I wake early in the morning. I used to thought it was because I was a man of character. Now I'm finding out it's because I'm old and I can't sleep through the night. <laughs> I wake early in the morning. I would tell you this. In the wee hours of the morning, the hardest part of my prayer time is thinking through the congregation about the heartaches and the things that you face because I'd like them all to go away. But they're not going to. Some will, but some won't. And that's the hardest part of my morning is thinking through you and what you carry. And then the best part of my morning comes where I go to the Lord and say, Lord, help him. And I know he will help you if you'll let him. Amen. And David said, I'm troubled, but he gave us a process. If you follow David's process, God will get you through the trouble.